Two. One. Well, after that major rally last Tuesday, we've had three more updates, but it kind of feels like we're stuck. Are we setting up for the Turkey Day rally? Well, kind of undecided this morning. We're going to talk to Ryan Craver at 835. He's going to give us a look at detailed look at Amazon, also some retail earnings thus far. Got to talk about Microsoft moving all over the place. It's Monday. It's a short week. It's pre-market prop. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Okay, good morning. We're starting out in the red by almost three handles here at 45, 24.75. We got we got some good resistance up top. Uh, Wednesdays and Fridays highs right near each other. Uh, the buck is down again. Finally took out that support at 103.80, down 30 cents at 103.49. Bonds down a little over a half a point, 114 and 27, 30 seconds. Crude on the rebound, up a buck 51 at 77.55. Gold trying to clear 2K again, but down 960 at 1975.10. Silver. That's down 38 cents at 23.47. And Bitcoin having another good day, up $670 at 37,235. Let's bring in Triple D here. Triple D, we got some things to talk about. I want to first start off about how about that wild action in Microsoft on on Friday and right back up. What is going on? Well, and wild pre-market action here too, Joel. I mean, bring up the pre-market chart here. I love the three-chart system here too, but we had some huge, and I mean huge moves here overnight. The stock almost kissed 380, just under 380, 379 change. Did you see 380? Did it get 380? Uh, Let's check this bar. Survey says 379.97. Holy, those poll numbers, the big hole numbers coming to play. Just under 380. So we were up over 10 bucks here at 4 o'clock this morning. We have given back two-thirds of that rally now, down uh, only up $3 here. I think profit takers, probably you had people buying the dip because buying the dip has just been working on the mega cap tech for a long time. Obviously, we had, you know, bring in Mitch because Mitch going to have the news here. You know, yeah, just to update everybody here. This is the Sam Altman uh, fiasco or whatever you want to call it, but it's turning into good news, I guess, for Microsoft here. Money, Mitch. First, how was your weekend? Secondly, what the hell is going on, Microsoft? Well, uh, it went better than uh, I guess it went at Microsoft, or should I say, for at least another Sam, right? The Sams, man, they've been getting hit lately. Sams are Still moving in- the markets. <laughs> so All we know right, last week, just here. update you. I'll, I'll get to the news. So last week, Sam Altman. Fired from ChatGPT. Friday late. Yeah, Friday late. They wanted to kick him out. And that's what really hammered Microsoft on Friday because this is, you know, the brains, the CEO, the brains behind ChatGPT. So everybody freaks out. Everybody freaks out, right? They're like, oh, my God, no. What's going to happen to ChatGPT now? What's going to happen to Microsoft's investment in OpenAI? But then they find out that, well, he's joining them. He, he's going over to the, yeah. to the, you could say, the dark side of, of things. Uh, he said, you know what? I'll go over to Microsoft and help them out. I think this was a clear uh, situation where Microsoft CEO saw an opportunity, right? They said, okay, well, you guys are going to oust the person behind this. We'll just take him and put him in, uh, in our AI division and yeah. see who else might want to come over from open AI. Maybe this can help us create our own AI chips, right? And things like that, because that's the truth that Microsoft wants to get into. They want to compete against NVIDIA, possibly create their own AI chips and push that to the next level. So um, with Sam Altman, 
now joining Microsoft's team? Directly. Do you think that uh, Microsoft can now take lead here and maybe com really compete against Google? Well, I mean, Microsoft here, and obviously the four o'clock traders were really excited about this, but you just got to watch what you're paying up for. I mean, $10 is probably an overshoot here. It's good news. Microsoft was actually, Joel, down another $3 after hours. So Friday night, I see that. I it see was down that. another three bucks. So nobody had a hint of this coming. They're like, man, you know, just digesting and saying, you know, without Altman, ChatGPT is not going to be the product that we want it to be. And then, of course, you know, we, Turn it around, obviously, just on one headline. And this is what I talk about. Headlines are the drivers that make the technicals happen. People always ignore headlines, but it's headlines that make those charts, folks. And headlines are going to make the Microsoft charts here today. It's a nothing to do with what the chart looks like. The entire Microsoft move here in the pre-market is off of this headline. Headlines move stocks. What was this 361 print, Dennis? Is that a bad print? Did you see this? I'm like, did you? Yeah, did, yeah at eight o'clock. Yeah, those are bad. That was print. a bad print. Yeah, yeah, bad print. We got a bunch of. What a here. bunch eight of. Eight o'clock prints again, if you're new to the show, 8 a.m. You have a lot of, I don't even know, like, because again, we don't have on the FINRA tra uh, trade reporting facility, we right. don't have transparency there. I've asked for transparency to regulators before in open comment letters. We've had a number of other, you know, market participants want more trade transparency. Over 40% of your trades go through FINRA TRF, and that's made up of so many things. Dark pools, off-exchange market makers, mm -hmm. crosses. It's just all lumped into one. I'd like to see a breakdown a little bit more. So at 8 a.m., I assume these are late reported crosses that always come because they're always outside the market and you always see these moves. But we don't really know because they don't give us enough <laughs> They don't know. I know. They don't give us enough transparency on the tape. But there's always crazy moves at eight, but these aren't real moves, folks. These are trades that have already occurred and they're not occurring inside the market. That 361 trade did not, you couldn't have bought it, Microsoft. Yeah, or sold. Morning. No. Yeah. Or, or on or Friday. Sold. That oh trade, my. just ignore it. It's like, I know. and again, because we don't have transparency in that FINRA tape, we have no real idea of what that actually is. No, nope. you, you know who Welcome this sucks the for, right? I mean, the technical trader, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, hold oh, on, there's a line up there, Joel. There's, oh, yeah. I can do yeah, a It's like, that. oh, we got this 361 print, you know, and that's good. <laughs> well, I'm going to hold it's, out for oh, that. It's an old tr trade that's probably yeah. occurred, just an old cross. Okay, so let, let me there. give uh, let me give two comments on this. One one fundamentally, and then I'll I'll give I'll give my technicals on this. Fundamentally, I just don't think this is good for Microsoft. I mean, really? well, yeah, yeah, I don't. Why? Talk to me about why? That. Because I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to totally destroy the relationship with uh with um C three AI. I mean, they fire a guy. That they're they're working on them, and then Microsoft hires them. Oh, what is yeah, it going to do? And again, this is ChatGPT, not C three AI. So just like right, 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 right. ChatGPT. Right. They may be Chat. looking at the AI, but yeah, yeah, yeah. ChatGPT, right? So I, I don't know. I I don't think I, I don't think that's a good relationship uh, right there. I don't. I, just to me, it seems murky. I mean, uh, between the two companies, and they got a lot of money invested, so. They fired the guy. Microsoft hired him. They have a big investment in the other company. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's. I don't see synergies there. I don't. I don't know. I can't tell. Initially, the street thought it was bad when he got he got fired. I. That's my uh, fundamental thing, which doesn't mean a whole lot. But technicals, it's all about 367 in Microsoft. They, they had two other lows there last week. They slammed it there last night. They got a little. Uh, Slammed it there on Friday, got a little bit under it in the uh, after hours trading. But as long as stays above, that's just a huge level. Above 367, it's still Microsoft. It's still the bull, whatever. I don't know about going back to 380. But if somehow this loses 367, not only might that this, you know, Microsoft is going to be in for a decent decline, but you saw what it could do to the market as well. Uh, and again, owns... it's all over the place. So, you know, obviously the four o'clock traders are like rah, rah, all time highs coming from Microsoft. They got the brains directly working for them now. And that's maybe what the four o'clock traders were thinking. But obviously other traders have Joel's point in mind here, too, that 
you know, what goes on now with uh, OpenAI? What goes on there? You know, like, is there an issue here? Microsoft obviously owns a big part of that company. Um, so yeah. now they directly owns or are directly working with Sam Altman. And they have I, I don't know if we have the answers state. to all these questions, no. but we I, think don't. The market, I think those market, the market has those questions that you're asking, Joel, or we wouldn't see a seven point sell off here in the free <laughs> market at Microsoft. Yeah. And of course, uh, they own majority of it, right? They own almost 50%. They own 49% stake in open AI. Um, is it 49%? I, yes, huge 49%. Stake, yeah. This is confirmed from this morning from Reuters. Um, yeah. But one thing, of course, is that uh, they're seeking an evaluation nearly triple of what they originally were when Microsoft invested in them. Um, they were valued in January at $29 billion. And they're they're seeking evaluation three times that now uh, mm -hmm. is OpenAI. So um, at some point, maybe this gives the room for Microsoft just to start developing their AI chip until they can come to a point of maybe where they can buy OpenAI completely, right? I mean, or at least take a majority. Well, stake, they can. Right? I don't know if they wanted to do that. I think there was other reasons for them not owning 100% of the company. I read something on it last week, but. I, I don't know. It, it, again, this is above our pay grade on this show. It is. Speculate yeah. on, you know, why, yeah. you know, There's firing all men, now bringing them and... on Microsoft directly. Is it good? Is it bad? I mean, obviously, it was bad for the stock when they were losing Altman. They were like, what's going to happen now? Now they're working directly with the company. They traded it up to an all-time high in the free market. It is pulling back here. I think if we just take that, you know, and, and look, though, too, you know, at all these stocks, I mean, these companies are still going to be the driver for the next bull market. And that's where people are positioning. That's why people are paying extremely rich valuations for Microsoft and for Apple mm -hmm. and always for Amazon and Google's valuations starting to become higher as well. I mean, people are paying up in NVIDIA, you know, the, and, and including myself. I mean, people are paying high valuations for these companies because they believe that these companies are the ones that are going to drive the next bull market when it comes. And some people think the next bull market is coming sooner then later a final technical comment i gave you the 367 on the on the downside uh we'll let the street make the decision on you know longer term the all-time closing high was on thursday uh was 376.17 and you're starting to get some trading in that area now just over the last hour hour and a half you're developing some resistance in that area so we'll see how this plays out uh the, we'll keep an eye on the support and then it's traded through that uh closing high several times but if the, if the that holds up in today's session, then I think uh, I, we'll see if there's any more down. Hard to call for downside in Microsoft, but uh, there's definitely a potential catalyst here. All right, guys, let's go ahead. Let's take a look into the biggest earning of the week or maybe the biggest earnings of the quarter, right? At least I would say. And of ever, none other ever. Than, yeah, it, might be the biggest it, it, report an argument ever. This is one of the biggest earnings reports ever. There <laughs> All is right, so there. here's... Here's uh, the outlook from the calendar. Of course, if you guys don't know what this is, Benzinga Pro, of course, if you don't have it, pro.benzinga.com, of course, get your two-week trial team. And what I'm looking at here is, right, is what, what are we expected to jump by, right? So I'm, I'm comparing the previous quarter, and then we, if we wanted to, we can compare also, of course, the last time we reported around this, right? Last time we reported uh, in November, right, 22, you know what the EPS was? It was 69 cents. The revenues were at 5.77 billion. So year over year, everything's going to look really good here oh as they're expected to come in at 336 for yeah. the EPS and estimated revenues all the way up to 16.123 wow. billion, um, which would growth. be 5 billion above that. And just to give them perspective, that's as much as they went up from the second quarter of the year, right? The first quarter of the year. They went up about five billion to the second quarter. So they're expected to jump again another five billion here. Um, the bar is, at least in my eyes, as high as it can get. Can they reach this bar? Can they jump high enough to grab that bar and yeah. pull themselves above it? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a great summation of it all here, Mitch. I mean, I'm long NVIDIA in the long-term portfolio. I'm intending to take it through the report, even though I'm up 20% in two weeks. And it's like, oh, I could take the 20%, 
move on. But I wanted to add this stock not for a trade. I wanted to add this stock because I believe NVIDIA is still going to lead the next bull market whenever that comes. And the valuation isn't as crazy as it once was, which is insane to think about. Stocks run so far that it's actually cheaper today than it was six months ago, even though the stock price has gone up because the earnings have grown so much. Now, the question is, can they get over that bar? The bar is super high, and they're going to have to not just beat that number. They're going to have to blow that number away because you got a stock sitting up here, trading near an all-time high, if not maybe even before. I mean, we're eight bucks away from an all-time high here, Joel. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that in the next two trading sessions, because we have today and tomorrow before it reports, um, that it does hit an all-time high. But, you know, obviously investors very excited here. Stock is trading up in the pre-market as well. It's up another $4 here. I mean, this is the stock that is going to dictate the next course of action here in the overall market. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, the 500, you got a lid on it right now for now. I mean, it's actually that old time high is over 502. It did trade up to 520 uh, after hours uh, following the last report. There's super high expectations, but this is a company that's met those expectations and exceeded them. So, I mean, I think it did one earnings report. After another great earnings report, if you're long, you just got to stick with it. And probably also if they, if they say something that, you you know, that the street doesn't like and has a big fall, then there's no reason to think that they won't try and buy the dip in it. So it seems like it's almost a, a Goldilocks scenario here for NVIDIA. Kind we'll of with we, you. Yeah. We'll we'll uh we'll check the straddle tomorrow, you know, uh, yeah. and see where it's at. Because who knows? It's got to be. <laughs> this has got to be one of the it's biggest. Be wide, uh, baby. Wide. Yeah, wide on this <laughs> one. So we'll see what the options traders are thinking about it. But it's going to be big. All right, guys, and of course we got more stocks reporting this week. Here's the calendar for the week of the twentieth. Um, what's on your guys' radar here? Thanks, I see, uh, of course, tonight I, we get Zoom. You guys looking at Zoom? Zoom, Zoom, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lowell's. You got Medtronic's, Best Buy yeah. tomorrow. Dick's, yeah, Sporting Goods. Man, these yeah. are all good ones to talk with our guests coming up, right, Joel? Of course, we got Ryan Craver. Um, yeah. We'll take a look at this action before they report tomorrow morning. But keep tuned, guys. We got a retail expert today, so excited to get into that action. Which one of these stand out to you guys this week? Well, keep well, the retailers for Ryan. I'd say yeah. we keep the retailers for Ryan because he's the expert in that sector here, and he's coming on at 8.35. So we'll talk to retail stocks here in about 15 minutes. Awesome. I mean, it's obviously NVIDIA. Tonight, you know, Zoom is always interesting here. Um, I actually have a long position in Zoom. You know how I like to get long ahead of the reports. I, been, I am uh-huh. long ahead of the report. Um, that's just simplistic strategies. Like people like to talk with stuff ahead of the reports. They tend to outperform ahead of the reports, just the quantitative, you know, tra- trading there. Um, I, so I don't know if I, I'll limit my comments on zoom for that reason. Um, um I'll, I'll make a comment. I mean, ahead. this, this, this fits the bill of stocks that have been rallying like crazy off their earnings reports. If they do anything, okay. Been in the gutter, right? I mean, it yeah. is often yeah. slow with the move. But, you know, I just kind of feel like you're going to be looking at this chart after the report. You're going to be like, why is this at 72? You know, something like that. You know, some crazy report. Maybe and then if, you know, maybe yeah. not a bad call to even hold it through the report. I don't like holding stocks through I reports. Know. But I'm kind of with you here, too. I mean, Zoom has actually – we should. it's an exercise here, Mitch. And, again, I have the long position that I'm intending to sell ahead of the report and probably this morning. Uh, but – Mitch, bring up, you know, the if in Benzinga Pro, if you can bring up the quarterly reports here, because I feel like Zoom usually beats. I don't feel like this is a company, even though the company has been really beat up. It's like they beat and the stock falls. They beat and the stock falls. <laughs> exactly. Could you see the opposite occur here, like a beat and the stock rallies? Because, you know, this is just, and, and uh, am I wrong? Or am, I, I don't know, maybe it's selective perception on my part, but uh, it seems like they yeah. usually beat. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at especially at the EPS right now because I got to calculate revenues. Yeah. But uh, overall for EPS here, yeah, a, a continuous beat. Um, let me see they if beat I can every quarter. Catch, yeah, I'm gonna look to see if I can catch even just one miss here. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have a. So single here miss. you go. This actually sets up well into the report because it don't is have a stock a trading miss. near a 52 week low. Um, I am taught. I do have a small position in Zoom here still. Um, just to keep clarifying that, I tend to sell at the open. It's a day trading position, but I'm almost talking myself into like. 
thinking about going <laughs> long into this into the report. Joel's talked me into it here. I never even thought gotcha. about it before this conversation, but I'm like, you're in this like Goldilocks scenario here for stocks. It seems like right now that they're finding yeah. reasons to rally. A flat out beat, which Zoom continuously d- does, probably equals six or seven bucks on this. What's the straddle on this puppy? Let's go take a look at that too. So keep give your analysis. Yeah, and one here. thing I'm looking. One thing that I would think about is also is um, you know, I, I think will matter a lot on today, right? If we can have a good tech day, then yeah, I'll definitely be watching this one into the report. Um, of course, if we get you know get hit today because of the Microsoft coming down or something like that, then maybe we'll be careful with Zoom, but I, I know Kathy will be watching this tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kathy. Her she's been doing okay. Uh, about six bucks, Joel. Okay, it's about six bucks. I, I think it. I think if they say anything okay, I think you see the six bucks on the upside. So I think the bar is actually fairly low here, and Zoom has a history of getting over the low bar. This isn't a bad one to take a shot on. Dude, uh, well, d- definitely. I mean, if I wouldn't be short into the report, you know. No. I mean, that's you I, know. I, you can... I never go. You should go long into reports, and I'm contemplating it. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not because that takes a lot of guts to hold a you know day trading position in long through a report. But yeah. I'm contemplating it. Uh, well, on the upside, things are pretty wide open on the dailies. Uh, a couple highs just under sixty-eight, but of course, you know. When the report comes out, we'll we'll see. But really, wide, kind of wide open until seventy on the upside. All right, let's go to Uber Technology as they plan to issue one point two billion in a convertible senior note due in twenty twenty eight, exclusively to qualified institutional buyers. Uber is definitely best of breed in this space. Can they continue on their trend higher? Yeah, you get a pullback here. Unbelievable move for Uber as well. I mean, just quietly, some stocks have just not stopped going up. We give NVIDIA so much love. But yeah, basically, man. this stock bottomed October the 26th. NVIDIA bottomed three days later than that, but in the same area here. And we have not stopped. Really, end of October, there's been this nonstop bid in a lot of tech stocks. And Uber, which hasn't got much love in the media either, has went from 40 to $54 in a straight rocket ship mode here with very little pullbacks too so you get a pullback here overnight on an offering does the pullback get bought the dip get bought probably yeah we not much yeah not much to look (laughs) at here uh you have a a, you're you're trading below your three-day low which was 53.16 but i think what you gotta we'll see what the street thinks here 52.39 uh, you haven't hit that level yet. That is uh, your your four day low. So I keep an eye on that. I mean, this is what happens when you know st- you know stocks have rallies. They do things. It's time you know, good time to do an offering, and it's probably going to be pretty well received. So uh, the closing high for the move. It's not an old time closing high, but you know people might be stuck a little bit, wanting to get out at the close fifty four forty four. A gap fills only a buck away, but right now the only number on the downsides could come into play. Fifty-two thirty-nine is uh, your yeah. four-day low. Uh, what I'd call out is that a uh, monthly chart really looks to me like a nice little cup and handle. So if it can hold fifties on pullbacks, uh, interesting-looking chart there for the monthly. You can see that on the bottom right chart. You guys see that loud and clear there from Joel's. It's a uh, it's a party. verb, you know. That's Uber. You know, uh, I'm gonna Uber. It looks Very like an Uber, Uber right? Yeah, it looks like you're a right. U it, we in don't the lift Uber. it. You don't lift it. You know why? <laughs> you can't say you don't lift it because we won't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Say yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go lift it. No, we're gonna Uber <laughs> it. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they had the wrong name for that. Okay. Yeah. Verb. When they become a verb, that's what you want. If you're all right, let's go to a verb, uh, you did something right. Let's go to some analyst ratings. We don't talk too much about them anymore, but we got some interesting ones today. Penn National Gaming gets an upgrade to buy from Bank of America. Uh, Bank of America upgrading the stock to buy and giving it a $30 price target. They talked about upgrading it because based on the number of significant factors, like the rollout of ESPN bets, hmm, I, I try to give you guys those things early. The analysts love to give it to you like two days afterwards. You've been calling that one. We're talking about here the initial download and activity uh, is higher than originally expected, and they're definitely uh, keeping an eye on potential 
promotional discipline while in Q3 earnings for Pen3 core gaming business has remained stable. So their core, you know, casino business remaining stable. Uh, they're just pushing really on that ESPN and noticing that the downloads are higher than what was originally expected. This fits into that category that I was talking about of like this recent market rally allowing you to get out of a lot of stocks that, you know, have either been very disappointing or just flat out trash. I mean, Penn has been a very disappointing stock. So I had this in my wife's RSP for a long time. I sold into the recent rally. Obviously, maybe I've sold soon, but, you know, I didn't sell. You know, I'm just looking at junk, you know, and like it's a lot of the stuff that has just come up here, you know, has really, you know, been disappointing for a long time. Maybe Penn's going to turn around and maybe, you know, the bets product here is going to turn them around. Obviously, got the pop when they announced that news back and then it gave it all back. Gave it all back. I mean, it's a $140 stock in 2021. It's 25. I mean, those days are long gone. That was when Portnoy was taking over the world. You know, that's just not there anymore. So you're back to, you know, it's a casino. You're really buying will, a casino with a little bit of, you know, it's Caesars. It's the same thing. It's all them. And I mean, there, there's a there's a company here. This isn't a zero. There's, there, there's some of these companies that are zeros. This is not a zero. There's a company here. I just don't know if like, you know, you've got to look at valuation here now and say, is it reasonable or not? I mean, I look at this and I, I don't know. I, I've recently sold it. So I think you're just getting an opportunity to get out of a stock that just hasn't been very good. All right, I will uh, fully disclose. I am, I am short what? Disney, which is related. I just wanted to state that uh, I am oh. short Disney. There, um, kind of gave you guys that trade. Why the short Disney Friday. trade? There's interesting. Why, you remember why the short on Friday? Trade? This is a buy the rumor, sell the news thing. I talked about it on the show right here that I was going to come out. Yeah, but I don't remember. Short. I have a goldfish memory. So uh, yeah, so I I was looking for pops, uh, kind of green to red moves, bull traps on this one, going towards the gap to the on the. Daily, you can see that. Yeah, uh, you see that gap to the left. I yeah. was just trying to see a rejection off that level, uh, but I am still short Disney. I got ninety-five ten on that oh, one, crap. so pretty good. High almost. That's nice. Trade. Yeah, you see that? Not too bad on that one. I don't ever get double. Uh, yeah, double gap up there, so down twenty-seven yeah. cents. It's because Value Act got into the act. So yeah, that's right. right. That was yeah, double. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Dennis. I, I mean, you held the pen this long. I. I for me, the only reason I would hold on to it is, you know, I look at DraftKings. I mean, are, are they that much better? I don't know. I I cannot believe I watched a lot of football this weekend, much more than I. I mean, of course, I watched the Michigan game, which was a little bit unnerving. And then I watched the whole. Did you see the Lions game, Dennis? Yeah, crazy comeback. Yeah. Yeah. But I got I'm the Lions shirt on right now. Here you are, yeah. baby. Eight and two. Yeah. That's, when the last time they eight and two? But I just. Have they ever been eight and two? Uh, 1960, 1960. Is that when they were eight and two? 1960? Yep. 60 yep. years? Yep. 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 A few years before, before I was born. Yeah. A few years yeah. before I was born. Uh, but man, I mean, the advertisements for FanDuel, I mean, it, oh, it's, to it's me, relentless. It's it relentless. is absolutely relentless. I know maybe Penn needs to start doing some advertising, but I like to, I applaud the move here by, uh, by Penn entertainment. Sure. Uh, or by by Bank of America, so I'd be I wouldn't sell into this, but I I maybe like I always be looking for the catch up trade, and <laughs> this has a lot of catching up to do. So yeah, uh, and maybe we'll... I'm early. Maybe you know I've gotten out of this. Like I sold the GNRC too, and maybe this is the big comeback, and I would have got all back to even on all these stocks. You know, maybe it's possible. Yeah, but I've always traded my portfolio the same way. I've, you know, bought good companies, you know, on dips. And when I'm in crappy companies or stocks that have been disappointing, I sell them on reps. I've always traded it that way. You know, I've always stock, I've always even day traded that way to a certain extent here. You know, I, I'm always biased to buy, you know, the stronger stocks on weakness and sell the, the, the stocks that are disappointed on, you know, on strength. strength. So it's the same thing. I'm just kind of going with that. There's going to be moments where you're like, man, I wish I would have held on to that, you know, because I would have got my money back or I would have, you know. But I think a lot of these t times, you know, I think I'm more right than wrong to be selling stocks of disappointed on, you know, strength as opposed to, you know, buying them on weakness. It's just been a better call because a lot of people on Penn Gaming last few years been trying to call a dip on the stock for a long time and just continue to go lower. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I know uh, Sean Udall was uh, really, um, you know, he was hyping this thing all, all the way up or all the way down. I wonder what he thinks at Penn. Maybe I'll dial him up because at DraftKings, I mean, he's, he's your classic contrarian. So Sean, <laughs> yeah, I, know. Times, you know, he, I know 
When the stocks, when there is blood in the streets, that's the one he's buying. He is your <laughs> ultimate first guy buying the dip on this stock. He will catch the falling knife. He will. He will. Yeah. He's into catching falling knives. He's got a few cuts on his fingers from that, but oh, he's still alive. Definitely. So. Definitely. I think, uh, definitely. I think, uh, uh, Jay, I think some, some people were looking at DraftKings when it was at $10. I thought it was a pretty good deal there. Uh, my friend actually has it in the 11s. Um, I remember we talked about that. He's not selling. I'll tell you that much uh, on DraftKings. Uh, he, he's, he said, man, this is kind of a generational position now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it at all. I mean, you want to draft Kings multiple times. And you know what? We got back down there again, Mitch, back at the end of October, we that 25, it, 26 man. area. And we just couldn't do it. I mean, you yeah, know, and we should have. Late. It's too late. Now it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. It's too I bought late. SM, back at the end of October, bought SMCI, Bank of Nova Scotia, which is not a great company, but, you know, just dividend was, you know. Should just listen to Joel, man. We got to listen Nvidia. to Joel a little bit more, man. That's how it goes. All right, guys, let's go ahead. Uh, we, we'll touch a little bit more of the ratings later today. We still got a Boeing one and a Dutch Bros, uh, just because if you need your coffee, we always got to touch a little Dutch Bros. But let's go ahead. Let's get to our guest time uh, just a, a couple minutes early here. But we, we got a special guest. We can talk all about the earnings that are coming up. We can talk about the earnings that have already come. You guys in the chat, I want to hear some retail questions. Let's get after it with our guest today. Ryan Kramer, CEO of Commerce Canal, joining us on the busiest shopping week of the year. Ryan, how you doing? Mute, 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 Ryan, mute, mute, oh, mute. mute, Ryan, mute. Don't worry, that was my fault. I my brought apologies. you under. My apologies. <laughs> no worries, doing well, Ryan. Doing well. You guys seem pretty ecstatic about the, the Lions, it seems, huh? <laughs> eight and two uh, got, when, when we you finally get some winning had man. is misery in Detroit Lions if you've been a Lions fan all you've known is misery your entire life here so we've got to celebrate this like we were winning the Super Bowl you might as well get on the bandwagon here right now Ryan because <laughs> in Detroit we believe we're gonna we're gonna do it all here this is the year this is our year at least win a playoff game. It'd be nice to win one playoff game. <laughs> Let's make the playoffs. Definitely, sure. definitely, yeah, playoff. definitely the most exciting team to watch. So, yeah, yeah, good. comeback. That was fun. Yeah. Huge makes comeback. For, makes, for Huge a pretty, comeback. makes for a pretty fun day. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Ryan uh, my, my comment on our retail earnings season, Dennis, and I'll let you go. It just seems like it's all over the place. Like, like some yeah. stocks are getting killed and others are doing, like Walmart. Like Walmart, all-time high. Like, target near multi-year low it just it seems like there, there's no continuity uh, what's your take on that so yeah let's talk about walmart and target um clearly that the same issues have been playing target for a long time they continue to not post positive comp sales they continue to close underperforming stores they continue to blame poor inventory levels they continue to blame theft in stores. Um, I mean, the fact of the matter is their sales were almost down 5% on a comp. So I know I said this quarters ago that Brian Cornell, uh, you know, could potentially be the victim of an activist shareholder, but nothing to what Target does to me looks like they've got a turnaround coming anytime soon. They're playing the profit card as opposed to the sales card, but we all know you don't increase your sales in retail you've got some serious problems and the profit card only plays itself so long so i, I would stay away from target i think it it was a dead cat bounce I, I don't see anything that's changing walmart on the other hand a lot more grocery within their business they've definitely got digital that's pumping a lot harder they've now got advertising tied to digital so I, look they are on a run. They continue to do well. You know, there's still less than 6% market share on e-commerce. So I think they still can continue to extend their growth. They're clearly pushing Walmart Plus very, very hard, which is their version of Prime. Um, so I, I can't deny it. There's a reason why Walmart's at an all-time high and Target continues to fumble across the bottom. So I think it's, I think it's uh, playing itself out very well. Then... You go over to the department stores and, and stop me, Joel, if you want me to stop talking. About no, this, no, but... I'm following you. I'm following. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're loving it. The department store that's going to have the massive Thanksgiving Black Friday parade that we all like to watch across the street, Macy's. Macy's, Macy's still afford it, that, man? <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Perfect point, Mitch. Right? Like these guys, <laughs> do you see the, num- the numbers? The numbers were terrible. Um, but yet they were up because they were just – above where everyone thought they were. They thought they were going to be even worse. That's a low I think, bar. You know, yeah. yeah, it's it's Kohl's, it's them. It's anyone in the department store space. I think it's death by a thousand cuts. The only one, and this is one that Dennis loves to always b- bring up, is Dillard's that seems to be <laughs> relatively okay. On, on, like a comps, $20 so. special dividend. How I have, I have no idea how Dillard's does it because you go in those stores, they don't feel any different than Macy's. It doesn't feel any busier than Macy's, but man, they must do something right because this stock just continues to be the stock. In the end, maybe it's only Dillard's that survives here, Ryan. (laughs) Niche, niche, great markets that are a lot more sustainable, a lot less business on the coast. So I think, um, you know, if you're forcing yourself to play within department stores, it's probably the only name that I would think about. I, I see these malls soon becoming like the the good old skating rink where you see it shut down on the corner and it's a big building where no one even wants to buy it anymore. Um, so that's always interesting outlook on Macy's and Kohl's. But let's go to the top, right? Let's go to Amazon. What's going on in Amazon so that we can understand from the top down? They just have so many different levers to pull. Um, you know, candidly, I, I do have ownership in, in Amazon and the majority of the business that we serve is, is Amazon. So just being completely upfront with that, but went to their major seller conference two months ago, went to their huge advertising conference here in New York um, earlier last month. They are the toll booth of the internet. They are the toll booth of e-commerce. They will continue to push and push and push in various ways. So if you think about their advertising, their advertising continues to grow strongly as the AWS or the web services business is, is slowing a bit. But then mm-hmm. the one thing that no one's talking about that I think they probably will start talking about in a couple quarters is they are finally firmly going after FedEx and UPS. We talked about it a couple of years ago, but they have now relaunched that service because they now believe that they have the supply chain to compete. I just can't see how they don't continue to grow with the fees they're charging in advertising, seller services, shipping, and then their underlying core retail business is actually profitable. So we like to make fun of them not making money, but cash flow will continue to pump. And I think they, I think they have a very rosy future. Um, one downside that we were always worried about was their internationals. They're international, but as you can clearly see, you know, in some of these slides, their international's back, right? It's that yellow line. It's back to a growth period. So I think that, um, you know, they're not like the targets of the world who are only focused on this domestic market. Um, they clearly are looking to expand outside uh, you know, the North American territory and, and, and will continue to go. But look at that dating back to 2016, just how much the business has evolved. They used to be 70% of sales was their online store sales. That's now less than 40%. So okay. they, they just, they are, wow. they are behemoth and they will continue. Are they going to be an AI player here too, Ryan? Are they going to be a big part of AI you think too? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Microsoft and Apple and we've talked NVIDIA, you know, nonstop on AI. Does Amazon have a place here as well? I would have said on Thursday night, yes. Um, but uh, I think what happened over the weekend with uh, the, the move of Sam Altman over to Satya Nadella and Microsoft, that's a pretty interesting move that's happened in the last, what, 72 hours. Um, they will definitely play a role within AI. Will they be the leader? I think that remains to be seen who's going to be the, the clear leaders. But Microsoft obviously um, wants to be the leader or they wouldn't be bringing Sam Altman on directly. I mean, this is a big move for you know, a big statement here. Let's get your thoughts on that. Microsoft's interesting. It's almost given back its entire pre-market gains here. It's trying to go red here. Um, they initially were up $10 on this pre-market, Ryan. Um, I, and again, I just want to get your thoughts on this while Altman thinks we talked about it off the top, but I mean, this is such a big story here today. Is this like, you know, this is a statement move for Microsoft, is it not? 
Yeah, no, it's a huge move. I think, um, first of all, the, the Friday news was shocking. And then the Sunday night news was Even probably like, right, well, well done, Satya. And I would assume he's going to bring many of his, you know, direct resources over to Microsoft as well. So we've got Google, who's clearly delayed in what they're doing. You've got Microsoft, who now has the guy. Well, one of the co-founders uh, around OpenAI, who's the clear leader in the narrative for AI. Um, so Microsoft is is well positioned, um, and I would assume Altman will be bringing some sort of chip play to to Microsoft, and we will continue to see them uh, continue to push that story as hard as they possibly can. Pretty interesting. Yeah, going going back to the Amazon here, and uh, the you know where where's the uh, you know the Amazon Prime, the you know the TV channel is that is that moving the needle at all, or it's just too smart of the company? I mean, it's hard as heck to get on to to watch those Thursday night games. Where um, is that something just on the back burner, a nice thing to have, or do you think it's uh, something that could uh, add value to the company moving on farther down the line? I just don't think they've monetized it yet completely. So if you backtrack two years, when they would approach our big advertisers, they would have asked them for a minimum of $250,000 to run an ad campaign. They then realized that they couldn't sell enough to these mid-tier brands. And so they dropped that down to 50,000 and then subsequently dropped that down to 15,000. Whereas today, as of a week ago, they launched sponsored TV that allows you to buy 15 and 30 second clips regardless of your size. So I think it's, it's a much longer runway. Clearly they overpaid for the NFL uh, business, but it's also the most um, rabid uh, fan base that you can potentially get at any one given time. So I think that, you know, they won't see a return anytime soon, but it's a, it's a much longer term play. Do keep in mind, though, that advertising business is growing faster than Facebook ever grew in its infancy, and it's grown 26% um, on, on, on a very large base. So I think I think it's going to be the dividend uh, to come for many, many times. Yeah, I view it like a, a kind of like a little bit of a doorbuster, right? It's just to get the customer in to check out the product, and then they'll probably stick around. That's the way I think they view that NFL deal. Um, they paid to get some eyes um, because if, once they get on Prime, well, maybe they'll just stick around. Uh, let's go to the action that is in the chat. The chat has a lot of questions for you, Ryan. They're super excited to ask different areas. So we're going to run through some of these pretty quickly here. Let's do shop first. Then we'll go to like ANF and AEO, of course, American Eagle and Albert Crombie. They want to hear about those stocks. But first, let's do shop. Yeah, Shopify. So they came out with their uh, earnings. You saw their GMV grew about 25, 26%, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I, I like it. Look, again, there's really only a couple different plays within this e-commerce space, uh, Amazon clearly, and then Shopify Shopify plus maybe Adobe. Um, Shopify and Amazon are now looking like they're going to get married, um, and it also looks like Meta and Shopify are also you know, going to extend their marriage a bit more. So look, if you're trying to sell something online, you are either trying to sell it on Amazon via Shopify and then market via Facebook, AKA Meta or Google. Those are the clear leaders of who will continue to see share. Uh, Shopify traded down pretty considerably, but look, the underlying economics are they continue to grow their GMV and they are a Goliath within this business. I think, you know, if they pop above that previous high that they were sitting at, you know, in that 70 range, I think it will extend, and I think we will probably see some pretty good news from them for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And the high flyers, ANF and AEO, that's the way I got to call them because it doesn't seem like they want to be stopped here, at least price-wise. What are you seeing underneath the hood, Ryan? Yeah, so ANF and uh, clearly American Eagle just keep going. Follow those trends. They continue to have a nice lift in where they are. They are more focused on the stores that actually perform for them. They are extending further and further into uh, marketplaces, so selling off their own websites. I like both of them. I think keep playing them, set your stops You know, as, as you start to see new highs, but they are within specialty retail, they are performing. 
If you look at retail, it's pretty simple. You've got the Walmart and the big end that's actually performing. You look at off price. So Burlington, TJ Maxx, Ross, those guys, they are performing. And then within specialty, you've got very certain ones that are performing. These are two names that I would put uh, doing very well within specialty. All right. I just want to go and uh, talk a little bit broad here for a second. We're talking about retail. We're talking about these earnings and we're talking about a, a potential recession. I mean, is the consumer just going to keep on spending and just keep this party going? Are you seeing any weaknesses, you know, looking out on the macro? I mean, we're pretty much in a Goldilocks environment here. Yeah. No, it's definitely something I'm concerned about. It's something that we talked about last uh, quarter when I jumped on. Um, look, credit card debt is at, a, at its highest. However, inflation adjusted, it's not. So I still think that there is some, some room there. I do believe that the one thing that we are starting to see as the shelter number comes down, the inflation number comes down. So the underlying inflation is not as bad as we truly think it is. I think that's a bullish indicator that we will likely see some improvement in the pricing from some of the retailers. So I have started to see some of the retailers bring their pricing down. Believe it or not, for the key items that we follow and we sell, we are down year over year in that pricing. So I think there are some tailwinds. However, uh, you know, as soon as we start to see some weakness in the next Seven days is going to be a good indicator of that. Um, you know, I, I think the consumer is a bit stretched, but as of right now, the consumer does not look stressed based on where they are spending and buying. Seasonality right. in play here too, Ryan, though. Like we're coming into a very busy season, the season for retailers here. I was actually just out, you know, in the world a little bit, not in more stores really, but I took the kids. You go to outside, like Dennis? What? We, I know, not very often. I had the kids and we actually took the kids. Uh, I actually took the kids to Toys R Us, which is still in existence in Canada there. And it was actually busy. I was like, oh, this you just stores nobody in here, but it was busy. And I mean, there was some stores that were busy. And I think we're just coming into that seasonality period. So you got to think like the next month still feeling pretty good for retailer seasonality. They outperform here, but it's like January comes. What then? Good point. Um, I thought you were going to say that 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 you uh, were going to Dillard's, not Toys R Us. But <laughs> um, no, I should be going to Dillard's. That's the place to be, apparently. That's <laughs> right. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, you know how high how high are we going to let the unemployment rate creep up um, before you know we start thinking about doing other things? It's still relatively strong. Um, as of right now, I do not see weakness in the consumer. They're spending, okay. and okay. our numbers our numbers show that. Um, however, I know that there could be, you know, a boogeyman at the end of this next seven days. <laughs> Referring to Black Friday, huh? They could. It, we so what's interesting is is if you talk to Walmart, Target. Amazon, they used to refer to these next five days, excuse me, starting mm -hmm. on Thursday as Cyber 5 or Turkey 5. They brought that forward and they now call it Turkey 11. So all the Turkey big sales, 11. you probably, <laughs> yeah, Turkey 11. So all the big sales largely started uh, at the, at the start of this past weekend. So Initial indications are Friday was gangbusters, Saturday was strong year over year, Sunday was strong year over year. If I had some different data at my fingertips based upon even the start of those sales, I probably would say something different. However, you extend a sale, you might be just pulling the sales forward, mm -hmm. right? So that may lead to weakness on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, let's see. The retail group that is responsible for all retailers they said they believe it's going to be basically flat to last year in terms of growth rate. So inflation adjusted, they think they're going to get about the same amount of growth. Um, it's tough to say, but it, it seems like everyone is anticipating a better than expected uh, holiday season. And, and what's the hot toy? Oh, go ahead. Dennis, I was going to say one last one before we let you go here. I just want to know what you think about Alibaba because, Ooh. and we're taking you over there. It's, an, a, I believe this is like, 
it's not an all-time low here, but it feels like an all-time low. I mean, I this stock just, you know, I was looking at a chart. I don't forget who was posting it from the weekend. They've continued to grow the company and grow the company and grow the company, yet the stock is at like seven-year lows here now. Is there any turnaround hopes here for the stock? I mean, the company, what are your thoughts here like Alibaba? I'm a big fan. I, I think it's a Goliath uh, within that market, and they continue to post relatively decent results. They are, like I said, the toll booth of the U.S. is is Amazon. They are the toll booth of China and parts of Asia. So um, I, I'm a big fan. I can't understand why it continues to do so poorly. I've been in and out with tight stops many times, even since we last spoke. Um, so I would love to get back in and I, I think it's worthwhile. I do want to leave you with one flyer that I think might be a little contrarian. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you remember Groupon? Yeah. Groupon has essentially just cleared all management, cleared the board. Um, I think if you're willing to put a little money behind them and just let it fly and, not paid much attention to it. I think that might be a turnaround story. A group around um, a Groupon turnaround story. Now there is a big call from Ryan Craver. Yeah, I don't know yeah. If anybody's calling for a turnaround here, but it's it's gotten beat up. There's definitely one one hundred twenty dollars back in 2018. It's nine bucks here now. Yeah, so it was uh, two forty back then. Okay, Ryan. One final thing here. In the yeah. 50s, it was Barbie, right? The hot gift, 60s, G.I. Joe, 70s, Star Wars, 80s, the Rubik's Cube, on and on, PlayStation, Xbox, Cabbage Patch doll falling there, too. What's going to be the hot new Christmas gift for 2023? Oh, someone on my team is a lot better to answer that um one one thing one thing that i know that we're selling a boatload of this year um within the whole stem area is uh 3d pens so those pens that you fill with filament to uh, okay. make things um but yeah i i'm sorry joel you caught me off guard in this one you gotta tell Ryan me if you're gonna ask the top toy maybe it's a Maybe it's a share of Groupon. Or, okay. Oh, oh or, there, you go. Yeah. there you go. I thought maybe Barbie would, but with, with the movie. Ryan Craver, he's the CEO of Commerce Canal, giving us incredible look at the retail sector. We'll dial you up after the first of the year and uh, see how those uh, holiday sales went. Very good. Thank you all. All right. Thanks, all right. Ryan. Let's go ahead. Let's get back to the markets. How are we looking here, Joel? It's a it's a tight range. We're green. We got a couple closes in the same area. I mean, quite a couple days uh, after that big move on Tuesday. So, you know, we talk about big moves. You talk about a resting period, a little bit of consolidation. Well, that's what we have here. Got a clear bogey on the upside is the two highs, the one high from uh, from Wednesday at 41 and a quarter. And then you got almost up there in the pre-market on Friday. So if the bulls want to grab this market by the horns and take us into the uh, holiday, uh, feeling good, they got it. They got a double top to clear and only 10 points away. Deutsche Bank upgrading Boeing to buy, announcing $270 price target. And Boeing was on the radar to see if China would make any comments. Um, I know a lot of people were like kind of waiting to see what would happen in that situation. We did not get that answer. Of course, it did have a big order that went through last week. That's what gave them the lift. Can they stay up here riding high without that China mention? I don't know. That gap down below to 200 I feel like it's a good pullback opportunity. There was an upgrade last week too, wasn't there? I remember another upgrade. I, I'll, I'll take a look at it, Dennis. No worries. I'm pretty sure it was upgraded again last week here too. Wow. Um, you know, Boeing's kind of in the middle of nowhere here to a certain extent. We've rallied. I think I'm thinking about 50% retracement, 240. Call it down to 176. I just did it. Yeah. You did it on there for me. So with this 50% retracement. Right there. I mean, you're right there. So, you know, naturally, you think some resistance is going to start to pop up here. But again, we're in this buy mode right now. Seasonality favors the markets. I'm more inclined to buy dips on everything right now just because I think the next month sets up well for stocks. I think 2024 is going to be very rough for stocks. But I think you got a month here where 
we still in you know we're still green light go at least the bulls are uh yeah really no clear i mean you had just had this relentless move down in september i mean they walked it down from 230 to 190 before they made the low of the move so i don't know if it could be you know if it's going to be that kind of move but it's marching. I think this would be market dependent too. Like if Rob, Rob, you know, bull market, we're buying, you know, I think you get the momentum, but I think if somehow we stall, which doesn't look like that is a possibility right now, I think it, it will fade back. But uh, pre-market high, short-term target to 11.76. They hit that a couple times. Let's go to the bros, the bros. Let's take a look here. Uh, JP Morgan upgrading Dutch bros to overweight, raising the price target to 35. This has been beaten down. I've talked about that we really need to kind of keep an eye on comparable sales uh, here because they have been coming down and down. I'm going to pull up the graph for us right now, but what do you guys see on the price action? Same thing. All these stocks were just moving together. IWM, smaller companies probably dependent a lot on financing and rates have, you know, I think rates have peaked. So, you know, on pullbacks here, these stocks are getting bought. TLT is holding in here around $90. I mean, unless we see a significant sell-off in the TLT, I think a lot of these stocks still set up well into the end of the year. Again, I don't know for next year. I think recession is going to be the concern more than rates next year. But as of right now, I'm still sitting here kind of bullish stocks. Room up to 29. I don't know if it's going to get there today, but you peaked there on Wednesday. You sniffed it uh, the following week. Also, you peaked right at that area at the beginning of September. That's only 65 cents away. So keep an eye on that. Get above that. Clear, sustained bid. Got some more room on the upside for Dutch Brothers. If you want to top the yes, top of yesterday's range uh, for potential support, that's just under 28 bucks. All right, let's do a little ticker time here as we got a couple minutes left here, about two minutes left. Which ticker should we go to? What are you guys uh, been trading? Anything that you guys want to talk about here? Take control. Uh, we're looking at the chat here. So let's get some tickers here from the chat. We got two minutes here. I mean, obviously this week, a number of earnings and videos we've already talked about here, but you got like Best Buy going to report. You got Deer going to report. We got Nordstrom going to report. HPQ, um, I mean, Abercrombie and Fitch is blowing it away. Multiple people want snow, and we haven't talked snow for a while, so let's go there. Okay. SNOW sets up pretty well here. Here's an interesting chart here, Joel. I mean, you've had the move. You've checked back. I don't know if I'm putting it in my long-term portfolio, but short-term here, I kind of like this chart. I think I'd be a buyer of snow here. Yeah, you got uh, good support here. Uh, lows, in the same area, right near 60. You filled that gap from before, so... Uh, you know, up a buck twenty-seven, and then also if you want to buy it on strength, I mean, it had uh, two highs at one sixty-three, kind of tight ranges the last two days. So above one sixty-three, boom, you're looking at that high from Wednesday, and that's close to one seventy. I I concur. Snowflake looking looking pretty good. All right, guys, it's at least news in the Microsoft things. Looks like a hundred of open AI employees, hundreds of open AI employees are threatening to follow Altman. Um, yeah, I told, I told so, you this is not good. This is, yeah. this is going to get, it, it's going to create a division for sure. Um, but I, I think, I don't think that open AI has much option here, right? As Microsoft owning 49% of them. Doesn't give them much, right? What do you mean? The story is still unfolding they here. Can and I mean, if you get, yeah, the story is still unfolding here. So we're very early in the story. We'll see what happens with that action. Let's wrap it up, team. What's driving yeah. the boat today, guys? What will you be watching, Dennis? Is it the TLT anymore? Or is the TLT yeah, no, for sure. We're watching rates. And the sneaky, you know, the TLT is having a little sell-off here today. Market is ignoring it here right now. We got the Microsoft News really driving the bus here today. But you lift under the hood. You've got a lot of IWM components fairly weak here. I mean, IWM is just turned to the green. It was red earlier here. But you got a lot of things just trading lower. I'm looking, it's kind of like a Christmas tree, some red, some green. Very mixed day, very mixed session. Historically speaking, this week tends to be a little bit quieter. Volumes come in, people are going on vacation, especially when you get, you know, Monday might be busy, Tuesday, start to get to Wednesday, it starts to slow down because we're getting a holiday trade. So we know that tends to, you know, slow stocks down just a little bit. Uh, primary focus today, uh, at least for the SPs, is uh, that the two highs at the 4540 area that would uh confirm another leg higher. I mean, 
that's all there is to it. That's been the high of the move. You take that out, things open up. Like now there are 20, 25 handles, and the bulls seem to be defending, you know, the 45, 20 handle. We spent a lot of time uh, trading in that area, uh, really, in the last few days of the week. So keep it an eye, see if we can take out that double top. But uh, that that's all I have for today. All right, Joel, and who will be our guest tomorrow? And I do want to let you guys know, at least there is a 20-year bond auction at 1 p.m. Maybe you might Ooh. want to watch what happens out of that. Oh, yeah, that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, uh, Mitch. That's why I wanted to note that, at least here at the end. It's been moving. Joel, who's going T3 to be our Tuesday. guest? T3 Tuesday, and I believe we're going to get Red. It. Yeah, Red yeah, Dog Red back on back. again. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that should be fun. Uh, He's going to be talking a lot. Uh, I think he has a nice little two-day uh, option for you guys to join him, and he'll be also covering NVIDIA's earnings. So if you want to keep up with that, stay right here, of course, pre-market prep. Joel Alconan at Spoos, Dennis Dick, Triple D Trader. Get them out of here, signing out. Of course, you guys can keep up with them on the closing print. That's coming up at 3.30 today. And, of course, you got my show later today, Start Swing Trade. We always got something for you at the end of the day. Coming up next, we got live trading. Don't go anywhere, team. We got a lot more for you guys. And in December, first week of December, December 4th through the 8th, I'm putting it out to all of you guys out there. Anybody that wants to meet me in Detroit, downtown Detroit, let me know, guys. Willing to meet up. I'm going to be in Detroit from the 4th through the 8th. Would love to see you guys there. Smash the like. Now get you guys over to live trading.